Welcome to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show, of course, is produced by my dedicated student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School. Under the direction of Ms. Bryce Johnson, our interns are Emiliano. Emiliano Segovia and Cody Rasmussen and Emiliano's on the board today. Hello, sir. Uh-huh. Thanks for being here. Thank you for everything that you do. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome back our Director of Expanded Learning, Miss Amber Gascoigne. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, us, our team. Uh, thank you for being <laughs> here. And um, for those who do not know you, tell us how long you've been with the district and in what capacities. I am entering year 17. Wow. Uh, I had the pleasure of teaching uh, at Catherine Finchie for six years. Ran away up to Northern California for two, but then missed the district too much and came back here and most recently served as the principal at Cabot Yerksa for seven years and have been in the role as director for the past year. Wow. I can't believe you were at Cabot Yerksa for seven years. Yep. That's crazy. And it's very interesting since uh, people who know you well know this, but people who don't know you don't know this. And seems like you followed around uh, Mr. Mc, uh, Mark Arnold. Like this is true. From day one, he was your principal, right? When when you were at uh, Catherine yep. Finchie, he Marsha hired me, and then he came in my second year, and, <laughs> and you've we've been together. Pretty ever much since. been inseparable. You even since. went up north with him, and I, you both decided to come home. I did. Is, I made that choice, and then he followed me. Yeah, we'll, we'll go see. with that. Okay, and <laughs> and now. Um, and then he was a principal at Cabot, and you were assistant principal. I was right. And yes. Then he came over to the district office, and I you... waited six years, and then I came over to the district office. Right, <laughs> but you took over where he left off I over did. at Cabot, and um, now you're working for him again. I am. And it's 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 funny. It's come full circle, and yeah. and you know what? I see why he's a he's a really good guy. He's a strong and the leader. More I'm, he's very strong leader, but he's so quiet. Yes. Like unless you get when you get to know him, you find out eh, maybe he's not so quiet. Yeah. But until <laughs> he knows you real well, you don't really, you know, you don't know everything that's up there until yeah. he starts. Like he's he's pretty brilliant. So, and I always said he made me a better teacher, and I don't know how he did it, but he has like some magical power, and I feel like every position I've been in, he's always been that person to. Aww make me better and give me guidance and it's been amazing well then i'll give him credit and i'll tell him he's done one Perfect. heck of a job because <laughs> um you are phenomenal thanks and, Joan. um today well what, are you a homegrown girl or no i was born and raised in hemet so oh that's i right. consider okay. myself a desert rat Pretty close yeah okay um so you've you've been in in the desert for your whole life so yep. that's cool so um, give us an overview of your current position, the Director of Expanded Learning. What does that mean? So the position as of, or I guess the, the role of Expanded Learning uh, came into place last year. So it's new funding given by the state, um, and we get funded based on our unduplicated count of students who are either free and reduced lunch, um, English language learners, or foster youth. So in the... In the um, uh, case of Palm Springs Unified, we so, get quite a lot yeah. of money because we have what ninety-seven yeah. percent of our students fall into those categories. Yeah, and almost so 
because we're fortunate enough to have such a large number in that regard, we don't exclude that other two to 3%. We make sure that everybody has the ability to participate in our programs because we do have such a large audience that we're pulling from. Um, so really my goal is to provide intervention and enrichment programs across all of our elementary and middle schools. The funding doesn't touch high school at all and it doesn't touch anything during the school day. So I have the pleasure of doing things beyond the school day, whether that's before school, after school, on the weekends, um, and then we do a lot of activities and programs during the vacation time. So winter break, spring break, and then summer. So last year, I think you had one other person that helped you. I had an administrative assistant and I have a program specialist. And this year you have a couple of teachers who are going to yes, be I was, helping you too with yep. the administration because, it, I mean, you want to talk about a full-time job. It's, it's way more than that. Like all the, I don't know how you kept all of the balls like in the air and, and, and going. Well, I'm really fortunate because I have great people that I've been able to develop relationships with over the years across all of our sites. And so they were fortunate and willing to help me. And the only reason I was able to keep our programs up and running and honestly targeting as many kids as we did is because of the phenomenal teachers and the other staff that we have in the district who supported everything that we put together. So this funding that comes for these programs is it only for a certain amount of time and is it going to go away or it's is it not like... grant so okay. grant funding has a set number of years uh -huh. we are included as part of the governor's budget so right now the projection is is that it will continue to go because the governor sees the advantage of offering these programs um, especially during breaks when kids right. are not in school making sure that there's opportunities positive interactions for the kids to have during those times. Yeah, and you know, I haven't heard the term latchkey kid for a while now. I mean, when I started in the district, it was a pretty common term. I think I think because of the negativity of it, it's probably mm -hmm. fallen by the wayside, but I think everybody knows the definition of a latchkey kid, and I don't know what they're called now, but basically a kid who comes home to an empty house mm -hmm. and gets into trouble, yeah. For, yeah. you know, because they don't have anything else to do. Like, you know, they're not going to do their homework because nobody's there to tell them to do it. Absolutely. And so they get into trouble. And now with all of these programs, and it started with ACEs, mm -hmm. like um, the after school program that has been in place. And we still have that. It's yes. not called ACEs anymore. Or is it? Well, it's technically ACEs funding. So okay. we, there's another pot of money that is ACEs money. Um, so that, that supports the primary bucket, I would say, of our after-school programs, and then we are now supporting it even more so with uh, ELOP funding, because the ACES money only covers about 80 students per site. Right, right. So, so it's limited. this yeah. school year, just in these first few weeks, um, most of our elementary campuses are sitting well over 100 kids that have enrolled in the after-school program, wow. so we are really fortunate that we have these additional funds, and now it's just a matter of our partnership is with Think Together to provide those programs, and so they're working hard to hire on additional staff um, to ensure that we can pull kids off of the wait list. Because I'll be honest, we have wait lists right now, and that's not the intention of ELOP programs, but we certainly don't want to pull in staff that's not trained and that's not sure. ready to work with kids. So we want to make sure that our programs are safe um, and then be able to add on that additional staff to get kids into programs and support their families. So let's start with the, um, the academic 
supports mm-hmm. that you're doing either before or after school and the interventions? What, are the, what do those look like? So I uh, send out a survey or a, really a form to all certificated teachers across the district, <laughs> elementary and middle, and I give them the opportunity to participate in interventions. So targeting students either in their classroom, at their grade level, across their school site that will provide additional academic support to students who may be struggling. Um, Depending on which school site, some schools have more teachers that are able to provide that additional time. It's not anything that I can require, but it's certainly something that we want to make available for teachers that that do have a little bit of extra time that they can give. And they get paid. They they do. They absolutely get paid. Um, So we have that going on. And then we also give the opportunity to the teachers to do enrichment as well with their students because we know that building those relationships with kids is huge. And sometimes getting to do something a little more fun, I would say, allows teachers to make that closer relationship and bond, which then in turn really supports that academic component piece. And then there's also um, online tutoring. Yes, we partner with a company called Varsity Tutor. Um, They provide tutoring online, but you do see your tutor. So it is one-to-one tutoring. It's all face-to-face. And we've had really positive responses from the families that have participated Um, Last year, at the height of everything, we had over 200 families that were logged in. This past summer, we had 100 families that regularly use the program as well. And they're great because they match you with a tutor that meets the need of your child. So if your child is struggling in science, they find you a tutor whose focus area is science. Um, We have TK kids participating. We have kids that don't speak um, a whole lot of English that are participating because they'll match you with a tutor that is fluent in Spanish so that there's that support as well. And And is this for high school students It is. So we are making sure that there is enough hours and enough funding to support all TK through 12th grade students (laughs) because we recognize that you know, you might get into high school and you hit a a wall and so you need that extra support and we don't want (laughs) to pull that away. I think about... Well, before this was here, um, you know, a lot of parents calling student services, you mm-hmm. know, like I, we need a tutor and yeah. like sometimes you're able to find somebody, sometimes you weren't and it was on them. Yeah. Like it wasn't the district paying right. for it. It was the parent paying for it. And, you know, all of these services, I'll just remind everybody is, uh, are free mm-hmm. for every Palm Springs Unified student and nobody's going to ask you what your income is either and it's uh it's pretty it's pretty amazing yeah so how about so the enrichment programs what does that look like so enrichment at the school sites again is teachers um, submitting proposals on things that they like to do so for instance last year we had teachers that did yoga we had people that were crocheting um, people that were doing robotics uh, gardening different forms of art. We had just a lot of different pieces that were moving across all of the campuses. And then in addition to what the teachers provide, we also do what I deem as hubs. So we have a Palm Springs hub, a Cathedral City hub, and a Desert Hot Springs hub. And in the course of a school year, we rotate our programs throughout the district so that every school is getting the same opportunities. So we partner with Nickerson Rossi for dance programs. Uh, we partner with Moxie Box Art to provide art on campus, and then we are partnering with um, Lift Enrichment that does cooking classes. And then we're adding on two additional supports or two additional programs this year, which was Alevo, um, which is going to be some sports programs oh. for the elementary sites. We're going to start there first. 
but they'll be focusing on soccer and basketball. So they'll do um, some, some programming there. And then we are also partnering with Tools for Tomorrow, which some of the sites have used previously, but we're gonna integrate them more into our expanded learning blocks. So the programs operate anywhere from like six to eight weeks, and then we cycle them through to the next hub. So a lot of good opportunities. Um, it gives us an opportunity to build partnerships with our community friends as well. And so not only are we giving great programs to our students, but we're giving back to our community because, for example, at Nickerson Rossi, we have students that are old enough now that are working for them that used to be in our district, and now they're able to come and give back to our own students. And I think that's really important. Wow. It's, I'm tired just listening to all of this. <laughs> and I've even, I've known all about this, and but just hearing it again and hearing it all in one place, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty mind boggling, all of the opportunities. And if you just think about like, you know, your kids can be really engaged yep. and busy all the time and yep. not get into trouble. That, that's our goal. And we also, <laughs> we just want to give kids opportunities that they wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, we know right. families are busy, um, a lot, you know, prices have gone up on things. So it's not cheap to be able to take your family someplace. And so, by having this funding, we can provide some of those opportunities and inspire our kids. You know, we want we want our kids to be successful in their futures, and that starts at a young age, giving them opportunities to see the things that they like and the things that they don't like, because that's okay too. And so, at the end of these uh, six or eight week mm-hmm. um, units, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, there's there's then the opportunity for the kids to show off their work. Yep, and both in dance and in art. And I don't know about cooking, but not yet. Not yet. But <laughs> Maybe yeah, come up with something. <laughs> um, and it's it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Like I mean, just seeing. And I haven't been. I have to be honest. I haven't been in person. But my goal this year is to come. But Perfect. you're so great about sending me photos and seeing the you know the faces and yeah. the, you know the pride that the kids take and the pride that the parents have to see their kids work is um, or see their kids perform. Mm-hmm is um you can't beat that you know because a book report's a book report i agree and it's (laughs) it's just another opportunity for our kids to be proud of what they're doing because sometimes academics aren't going to be the strength for everybody all the time right and so finding these other avenues that allow you to be successful often will inspire kids to work a little bit harder at academics too and that's another goal of ours is finding those special skills and in whatnot that can help them see the importance of education as well all right so we talked about um academics Mm -hmm. uh we talked about enrichment Mm -hmm. and then we have a combo of all of that that happens during uh school breaks winter break spring break and summer we do and those camps now i have gone on a few (laughs) field trips and um that well, I've actually, I guess I've only been on one field trip two different times, but that is just, that, that's a real, like, what's the word? I mean, you want to talk about a carrot, you know, for the kids, (laughs) like, you know, as soon as we posted the first pictures of the first field trip, we had tons of parents saying, can I sign my kid up? Well, no, it's way too late for that. (laughs) And because of the response, I know that we're going to be expanding those opportunities, but Tell us about the camps. So we are fortunate enough that we have so many incredible teachers across the district that are willing to give us some of their vacation time. 
So uh, winter break, we are running camp the third week. So we'll do Tuesday through Friday to recognize the New Year holiday. But we will be at um, selected sites that hasn't been determined yet. We're still still working on all of those logistics. And then spring break, we will be operating camp the second week. So I think that's the first week of April. And then summer, we will be running camp uh, the month of June. And really at all of those opportunities, program runs from 8 to 1 in the morning. And we give our kids... Um, Wait, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sorry. Okay. Yes. I, I just didn't want people to think we were, we were taking right. kids for the evening. Okay. No, definitely not. Um <laughs> We, we do a combination of academics, and then we do that enrichment piece. So we bring in cooks, we bring in art teachers, we bring in musicians, we are bringing in our PE teachers who have been doing stuff for us as well. We have drones, computer programming, and then when the kids aren't in those programs, they're in the classroom doing academic pieces. So my uh, teachers on special assignment plan lessons around language arts and math, using all of the, the curriculum from the district, and so we integrate that into the day as well. So whether you're a student that is on grade level or whether you're a student that maybe is struggling, because our class sizes are small with expanded learning, where our ratios are 20 to 1 in first through eighth and 10 to 1 in TK and kinder, wow. it gives us an opportunity to be able to really differentiate the instruction that's happening um, and give more meaningful time to each individual student. And then from 1 to 6, we partner with Think Together as well. And they are able to offer extended day opportunities. And so a lot of theirs is more of the enrichment piece, not so much the academic piece. But again, for parents that are working um, or struggling to, you know, keep their kids engaged, we've got a program that lasts, you know, pretty much all day. And then in addition to those camps, we partner with Think Together for some additional days. So this year, um, October 9th, I think, is the professional development day for our teachers. And so we'll be providing program at all elementary and middle school sites for parents. Uh, and programs running from 9 to 6 those days, wow. I believe. The first two days of Thanksgiving break and then the first three days of winter break so in December. So is this for kids who aren't necessarily in the after-school program? Yep. It, it is any student that wants to attend and parent signs them up. Because, again, we recognize that... Parents don't necessarily have the days off the, that right. we do, and so we want to make sure that we have that, that safe place for our students to be that's got some engaging and enriching opportunities. This past year, we went on field trips to the movie theater. We had magicians coming in. We had game trucks at the middle school. So again, giving those experiences that you may not be able to do otherwise and just having a good time doing it. And some of the trips that mm -hmm. you've had during the camps Yes. Are pretty now. I would assume that on those days they're not done at one. They're, no, it, it's a whole day. <laughs> so our field trips this past summer averaged about a twelve-hour day. So yeah. kids were on campus at eight o'clock, and a lot of us didn't get home till seven or seven thirty. Those well, buses were pulling in. when you go to in. the Wild Animal Park yep. in Escondido, mm -hmm. and when you go to the Long Beach Aquarium, and there was a boat ride that went with that. Yes. Of course, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, that's the hard part of living in the desert is, you know, a lot of places in Orange County or Riverside, that's a couple hours, it's an hour drive, hour and a half drive, maybe with traffic. And you tech on that extra hour from the desert and it makes for a really long day. But they were great opportunities. A lot of places that our kids have never been to, um, being to, to the living desert versus going to the San Diego Wild Animal Park is a very different experience. Sure. And uh, I think for our students, 
you know, when we talk about state testing and all of that, they see pictures of things and they see videos of things, but to actually be in person and see a starfish and be able to touch it or going to the zoo and seeing animals up close and personal, I think makes a, a huge difference in how you relate to questions that you're being asked. So our goal for this next year is to get out of the desert as much as we can. We know there's some great places here, but we know that our students need to see what's outside of our little valley. Um, there's a lot more to be seen, and that's my goal. All right, but I'm gonna I'm gonna cycle back to um, circle back. I'm gonna okay. be Jen Pisaki for a minute. <laughs> I hated when, as a former journalist, I hated that circle back thing. You don't even know what I'm talking about, probably. I don't, but it that's okay. It doesn't matter. We'll just anyway, go with it. Um, uh, one of our partners, and I was going to ask if we should bring him on the show too, but I've decided that I'm going to have him as a, a guest on his own. Perfect. Because I think it's warranted because he does, he's, he's really an integral part of this program, but his connection with the district started even before that. And I'm talking about Mark Tadros. Did I say it right? I believe so. Um, from Aziz Farms and... I did have the opportunity to go on that field trip and mm -hmm. it was not the summer one because the summer one was probably even better. It was. There were water <laughs> features and because you're going to go to a farm in the 115 degree heat. Yeah. Yes. But you had all these other, you know, places for kids to cool off and get wet and everything. And he, I mean, that experience is something that our kids wouldn't get either no so they go to the farm and they had stations so they planted seeds and then they picked carrots and i didn't go on all the stations so i'm missing some of them but then at the end they had lunch mm -hmm. with some of the produce that they did grown right there yes and then tell us about like what he did at the end which was really really cool. for summer program yeah, yeah. so the su the spring was kind of what set the stage because right. I, I didn't really know what to expect either and the kids had a remarkable time so I put the, the bug in his ear and he and his team, um, <clears throat> specifically Eric, jumped on board right away and they're like, we can do something for summer. So we came up with the idea of doing water day and teaching the kids about the water cycle and how water gets to the farms in the Coachella Valley and the importance of water conservation. Um, and then we even uh, ran through sprinklers, which a lot of our kids have never done before. Right. So, you know, when you have desert landscaping, there's not much water happening. Point, right. And then uh, part of our summer camp was doing cooking classes. So each week, every kid TK through eight got to go into a cooking class and they did a new recipe. So we printed out those recipes and I sent them over to Mark and I said, is there any way we could build a box for the kids to take home at the end of program to give them an opportunity to showcase their new skill set with their families? And without even thinking twice, he said, absolutely. And within a day, he had a plan already in place from all different farmers throughout the valley to bring in all of the produce from all three lessons. All of the non-perishable items were in a box. Um, they personalized uh, aprons for the kids. They made measuring cups for the kids, put it all in a box with the recipes. And on the last two days of camp, every kid that was there took home a box of produce and along with all their other goodies. And they got to go home and, and actually cook for their families. And it was amazing. We got uh, parents who sent us pictures with the, the kids in their aprons and they were cooking. And again, I think it's just one of those things where we're, we're reaching out to our local partnerships, somebody that I would have never even thought of before, and we're doing 
all of these opportunities to give kids experiences and what does it look like to be a farmer? What's all involved in farming? Because it's not just about that one person. It's the hundreds of other people that are working in that field. So it was absolutely cool. And as a sneak preview, winter, we've already decided we're doing snow. So That's going to be fun. But, you know, Mark stepped up and we got to know him here in the district during COVID because he had all of these dates and other crops that he can do anything with because nothing was happening. Everything was shut down. What's he going to do with it? So he came to the, not just our district, he came Mm -hmm. to the nutrition services directors at all three districts and said, let's do something. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys having, having a supply chain issue, we have product. Let's let's, and they came up with these produce boxes that our families got because we were still providing meals. So they got a box every week with whatever he had that, and they were amazing. And and it was stuff that nobody ever ate before some, and then, and they also packaged the dates Mm -hmm. like in small bags. And so everybody got dates every week and it was just phenomenal. And I just am in awe of what he thought of because it continued because that now we, we still partner with him to get locally grown produce, yes. you know, because we don't have to go to uh, Redlands or wherever we were getting yeah. it from before, maybe once in a while, but we're getting it locally yeah. and we're working together. And like the towels that yeah. they did, like <laughs> I have one yeah. um, and it's, it's pretty cool towel with the, you know, everybody's name on it and beach towel, yeah. pretty big. And, just uh, so great. Yes. And like you said, the partnerships are are just amazing. And you probably, though, like when do you take vacation? Because like you... I didn't take <laughs> much this past year. I, know. I was still trying to figure it all out. Um, I'll take a couple, like a day here and there. But quite honestly, when all, when all the teachers are quote unquote off, when it's like vacation time for the district, that's when we're running camps. So that's my, right. my prime time to yeah. be out and about and interacting with families and kids. So I'm not too worried about it because I, I get to go to these camps and just see the passion and the joy that everybody's having, including the, the staff. So it in the long run, it pays And we off. forgot to mention, like, during the winter uh, winter camp, kids got to go to uh, to hockey game. Yep, at did Akersham, the hockey game. You know, For most of us, season. it was our first game. Right, so, and yeah. it, was, it was early in the season, and yeah. it was like, you know... I mean, talk about, like, they couldn't have planned that first season better, right? Yes. Like, how many people are hockey fans right. now that didn't even know that the sport existed? Agreed. But here we are. We had, you know, like, they just missed it by one game of the top team in the whole yep. AHL? Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the minor league. But... I mean, and then for the kids to say, yeah, I went to a hockey game the first season, you know, whereas so many other people haven't had that opportunity yet. Phenomenal. Well, you never know. It may be on the schedule for this year, but you got to come to camps if you're going to attend those opportunities. So in our last couple minutes, tell us like, you know, what kind of feedback have you gotten and how do uh, our families keep track of when they're supposed to sign up for things and how do they learn about it? Uh, feedback has been really positive from, like I said, kids to parents to staff. Um, my staff is telling their friends to come and work camp. So I'm hoping that because of that, we can continue to grow our programs and provide more for more. 
Um, we are getting ready to, actually you'll already have a flyer um, that you should have received with all of the mark your calendar dates for okay. expanded learning opportunity programs. So it's just simply basic information with dates so that you know what's coming out. It doesn't include like what's happening at the school sites, but more so our bigger programs. Um, but the most important thing that I want to stress is that parents need to download Parent Square. Yes. That is actually going to be how parents enroll in all of our programs this year. No, okay. no phone calls, no Google Forms. Like it is going to be on Parent Square. So if you haven't already downloaded it, you're going to want to download it. Um, like I said, that that's going to be our one way to communicate because I have new guidelines and audit guidelines in place, and I have to have it done electronically so I have a parent signature. Ah. So it'll be so very crucial for parents to have that new platform. Are you going to put a media release on there too? Sure. You should. I, no, I will. It yeah, actually will have that, and it'll have all kinds of different things that they'll get to check. Yeah, because then we can you know, use the pictures unless parents... Yes. Choose not well, to. and the nice part about Parent Square is that we'll be able to create classes so that when we do camps, we can actually send pictures to families. Um, whereas oh, last year, we didn't have that opportunity. Right. So Parent Square is going to be the answer to all of our questions this year. So it's being used across the entire district. So if you don't have it, get it now. Um, it's super easy to use. It's, it's going to allow us to communicate across campuses, across programs, um, and you'll have everything that you need to know in one place. Absolutely. Thank you for the Parent Square Club. Of course. That's, it's important because you're going to be able to get everything, not just um, from expanded learning, but everything that you need from your, you know. Well, and like it's hard when you have one, shop, yeah. one stop shop. If you've got now. kids in different schools, then it's hard because you are you don't want to have to rely on multiple places. You want to be able to look in one exactly. spot. Exactly. Thank you, my dear, for Thanks, being Joan. here. And Appreciate we'll, uh, it. We'll have you back in toward, Absolutely. toward the spring for an update. Okay. Thank you all for joining us. We learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Emiliano and Cody, and we will see you next week.